Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we interview the amazing Mr. Tristan White. Now, Tristan is the CEO of Physio Co, or the Physio Co. Now, the Physio Co, the reason why it's such a great company to uh, to work for is because of Tristan's leadership. And how do we know that? Well, they were for the last 11 years ranked as the top in the top 50 places to work in Australia, which is a pretty mean feat because for 11 years in a row to do that, you've got to be doing something right. Now, in this episode, we cover off a lot around what actually is a culture? Because a lot of people like to throw that word around, like, oh yeah, we need a culture for our business, but what it actually means, what it looks like, and then how you can grow and improve it. So if you're a business who has just yourself, or two, three, four people, uh, 10 people, 100 people, it doesn't really matter, then this is the episode for you to listen to and get some great insights, because Tristan delves deep into exactly what you need to learn. Now, obviously, once you have a great culture, you also need to make sure your business keeps growing, which means you need to get great marketing. So if you need great marketing, you know where we are. Check out our free USB at www.freeusb.com.au. But without further ado, let's jump into the show. Tristan, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Now, uh, obviously, I've already introduced you to everyone, but I always like to ask this question to see if you were at a party and someone walked up to you and said, hey, Tristan, what do you do? What, what do you normally say? Yeah, so Kim, I reckon the, the best way I can respond to that question is, is quite simply, I believe the world needs more great places to work. And to live that purpose, I do a couple of things. One is I'm a physiotherapist by training. I lead a business called The Physio Co, which I started in 2004, was, was me making a start in the world as a business owner. And I grew that business. I got stuck. I had lots of bumps in the road, lots of challenges as a business owner. But I found a point about um, five years in I, I, that to discover my challenges or to work through my challenges, this idea of building a really strong culture as the foundation of empowering my team to enable us to grow. And so that little business that got stuck uh, has grown to more than 150 people and it's been ranked as one of Australia's 50 best places to work for 11 years. And, um, and that's one of the things I do to create one great place to work in the world, uh, Kim. But I also run an online business called Culture Is Everything. And Culture Is Everything really is a business dedicated to business owners and team leaders to help them build their very own strong teams and empowered cultures to contribute to even more great places to work in the world. So it's a long answer, mate, but um, I believe the world needs more great places to work. I'm creating a business that is a great place to work and I'm helping others do the same. I love that. And what's, what is your definition? I've got a few questions off the back of that, but what is your definition of culture because everyone kind of seems to have a different viewpoint on that there's no real i would say like industry standards like culture means this what but what is it for you oh look for, for me uh kim culture people talk about culture is what happens when no one's watching uh is one definition that people talk about others talk about uh culture is the activities and living a set of core values the behaviors that actually happen inside a business uh, I actually don't have a, a firm statement like that, what it is, but what I can tell you is a, a strong culture is one where there's a group of people who know the strengths and weaknesses of the people around them, they know where they're headed, and they're willing to chip in and help out when it gets tough, 
and they're also ready to celebrate a win, personal and professional, as, as we go. And, and I think that's the best short description that I can give you. Yeah, I love that. And so what, when obviously, does every company have a culture, good or bad? Are there some companies that don't have a culture or is that there's a culture that's there, but they may not, it may not be a good culture? Yeah, so I like this question, Kim, because if you were to ask me as a startup entrepreneur 15 years ago, I would have said, what the hell is culture? Uh, and I would have said, no way, we don't have a culture yet. We haven't got around to building it. And, uh, and, but the reality is that every team, every family, every business does have a culture and it's either by a culture by default where you just let it happen and see, what, see where that takes us or a culture by design where you actually intentionally focus on what the important parts of the culture is and then create it from the ground up, so to speak. So the answer is, yeah, every team, every family, every business has got a culture. It's either by default or by design. Awesome. I love that. And those that are, uh, are letting it go by default, what are some of the big problems you see when it comes to that? Is it just that people don't actually think and consider about culture or like what are some of the kind of the pitfalls when people are just letting it happen? So, Kim, I think we've all been in this place at times and that is survival mode as a, as a business owner. And at the start, in a startup, it really can be about more money in than money out. Um, that's the basics of, of staying in business and, and that's the basis of staying, both starting a business and staying in business. Uh, but if I was to really, uh, if there's one thing that I can say happens to leaders in cultures by default, and that's rework. Uh, there's a very famous book called Rework and it's not specifically about rework of leaders, but I reckon business owners who have got a, a team that's got a culture by default where they haven't got around to defining the purpose, defining the values, the vision, and really getting the right people into the team, they end up doing so much rework of hiring and then rehiring and then hiring and rehiring because they haven't got the right people. They feel like their productivity is up and down based upon the feeling of the people in their team on that day or week. Uh, and there's also challenges growing themselves as a leader because they haven't got the, the platform to, to really communicate clearly to their, to their team as well. So rework is the real challenge of, for leaders in uh, cultures by default. I love that. I love that. And so my, uh, I can see it on the bookshelf behind you. My uh, general manager's just finished reading it as well. Your book, Culture is Everything. Now, so she asked me, it's probably a good time to ask this first question that ties into what you've just said. So she just said, Kim, you have to ask these two questions for me. I was like, okay, I'll get them done. So uh, number one, her question was, what's the best approach for a small business to best then establish core values and get buy-in from everyone in the business? Yeah, so th this is a, a tough one, uh, Kim, because uh, I believe that everyone should feel empowered by a set of core values and they could, should be able to say, so, so you know what, that core value will find a better way. I love that because I can really, um, I love innovation, I love finding new things and continuously improving is definitely me. I feel that really, really suits me as an example. The thing is not everyone is suited to the activity of workshopping and discovering a set of core values and th therein lies the challenge because you want people to feel like they own them and they're empowered by them, but by the same token, if, you have, if not everyone is suited to the actual workshop, if, if you will. And so what, what I recommend, what I think is a really great idea is for leaders to let people know in their team, yes, we are going to define the, a set of three to five core values. We're going to do our very best to get people's contribution. But as the leader of this business, I am going to be the one who does decide or the leaders are going to decide on what they are. And I promise you, I'll hear you, I'll listen to you. 
And even if your words aren't in the find a better way core value, we will have a set of dot points beneath that, which is how we live this core value. And I promise you, we can find a way to get your thoughts into either the core value or into the dot points below it. And I think that's the, the, the way to be inclusive, but also not to go round and round and round again. Yeah, that's so true. Because yeah, we, we've done that previously where we set our, um, our values and we've probably had of the team that we had when we set it, when we very first started, only very few of those people are still in our team because they've moved on and transitioned as, as the business grew. So we've gone to the point now where we're like, okay, we want to re reevaluate our values and uh, with the team that we have now and partners that we have now and, and, and do it. But I think it has been a case where we're like, oh, well, we don't want to also have people sitting there going, well, I feel like I have to chuck something in. It's not something I really care about, but oh, what are the values? I'm just going to put something out there. So I really like the way that you've 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 uh, given that frame for going to the team and going. Look, we're going to do it. We'll include you, but we will decide on them, and then we'll try and have it included in there as much as possible. So I love that. Now, uh, after so once someone's done that, they've done that successfully, and it's been running in the company. Do you ever review values, the you know the mission statement, all that sort of stuff? Is there a set time, or is it kind of a fluid thing, or like when do you revisit these things? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question because um, I don't have a firm timeline on refer on um, revising core purpose and core values. I think that um, that it's something that the idea of a core purpose comes from Jim Collins in his book Good to Great and his research from Good to Great, and the core purpose as to why a business exists ideally is specific enough to be very clear to what the team does and so people outside can can with our physiotherapy business we tell them that the physio coexists to help seniors stay mobile safe and happy physiotherapy for older people is what we do um, and they get it and that's um, it's specific enough that people get it but it's expansive enough that it can actually exist for decades or more because we can grow and evolve over, over time uh, that's the concept of core purpose ideally core values are also long lasting but by yeah. the same token if you've got something in there which was very specific to the year or the decade or the time and you've evolved so much that just doesn't feel right it's very difficult to align yourself to it i think the leaders need to um to receive that information and possibly say you know what the time has come we should reassess and we should uh dare i say it check or sense check whether those core values are still in place and whether that's three years five years i, I don't have a specific time uh, Kim, but I, I reckon it's really important that we continuously just uh, get a sense as to whether we're still on the right track and whether they're aligned to the to the vision that we're headed towards. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. It's a great answer. And so then for someone who's starting out, is it what's the first step? If they've gone, cool, I, I may have had a culture by default. Um, I've been sitting there and it's, it's just been coming along. Like what, what's the, per, the first step for them to work towards a culture like by design? To build a culture by design uh, is the, the first step, Kim, is so this this work that I've done over the last 10 years of building a strong place to work at the Physio Co and then documenting it in said book called Culture is Everything. There are a set of 19 steps in that book which uh, I believe are needed to build a great place to work. And ideally, you do start from the start with the foundations, discover the core of, of a really clear core purpose and then a set of three to five core values. By the same token, if you're really struggling with your culture and you want to dive straight into some quick wins uh, and make some really quick progress, then the final section of the, the Culture is Everything system is called Show More Love. And it's a way to really show gratitude and engage with your team members. And because in my experience, team members that are feeling thanked, they're feeling like they're appreciated, 
and they understand that they're doing something useful in the world for the business are the ones who actually show up and give more of themselves as well. So I reckon that uh, if you want some quick wins, head straight to the show more love section of the culture is everything system. Um, but if you're going to do it over a long period of time, you start from the start with the priorities of core purpose and core values. Awesome. I love that. And now, obviously, we know that, that it has a tangible benefit. But for anyone that's listening to this and they're like, oh, people have told me about values and mission statements and purposes before. But, you know, like how does this actually help my business? We obviously know from yours as a, as a like, you know, you've been ranked in the top 50 places to work. And I'm sure that it does uh, wonders for staff retention, business growth and everything as well. But like, what are some of what are some of the actual outcomes after you have a culture by design, you've gone through, you, you know that culture is everything. What are some of the outcomes that businesses get as a byproduct of that? Yeah, so Kim, I think if I'll speak to the leaders of the businesses for a start. And that is that teams that have put in the work to build a foundation of a strong, uh, a repeatable culture based upon a system uh, is something that then can be repeated over time. And the result is two things, time and space are the two things that, that a culture by design gives uh, team leaders and business owners because they're not continuously doing the same people-related rework of hiring, training, rehiring, retraining, and can just continuously repeating themselves on the same stuff that people have already heard before. So time and space are some of the real important benefits for us business owners. Um, which enables you to work from home, enables you to work from, you're in Bali right now, enables you to work wherever you choose to because you've got the systems in place around your team and your culture. Uh, so that's the real starting point, which I think is, is one of the most important things. But secondly, there's also commercial savings. There's cash to be saved on not having to rehire this, um, for the same role over and over again. There's, when you've got an aligned team who people really understand what you're about, then you can actually encourage them and have language around spending money as if it was their own rather than people who are spending money because they've got a budget to spend. Spending money because you've got a budget and someone said, I need to spend $15,000 on advertising this quarter is the result of someone who's got a job to do and they're going to tick off the task. Uh, we want people who are completely engaged in what's best for the business and best for the team and best to serve your clients. When you've got a strong culture with the right people involved, you save money because that person might come back and say, 15K, we are absolutely smashing our targets right now. I reckon we double down on word of mouth referrals, which will cost us next to nothing. And we reinvest that extra 5K we save from advertising into R&D to build a new product or a new service for the, for the next year. And that's some of the advantages you can get there, Kim. I love that. And Tristan as well, would you say that because you become such a good place to work, you become a bit of a magnet for good people as well? Like you start to attract, I would just say like top and good talent because they know like if you're recognized and people want to stay and work with you, then you like more people want to come and stay and work with you. Like how have you found the recruitment process after you've got an amazing culture? Yeah, so you're spot on, Kim. You're spot on in terms of the attraction uh, because like attracts like. And when you've got great people in your team, they've got great people in their lives and they when they're proud and purposeful about their work, they mention it and they talk about it and it attracts other people. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. One thing that I think is at least equally as important or maybe even more important, Kim, is the if like attracts like, then opposites repel and a negative energy repels a negative energy. And the beauty is you don't get people applying who aren't suited for the job, the team, the culture, 
And as a recruiter, as a business owner, you don't waste your time going through interviews with people who are just showing up for a job because they've seen they've heard it from other people, they've seen what's on your website, they've experienced what you're about, and they're like, man, there seems like a lot of accountability there. That's not for me. Um, and they go and find a job somewhere else. I think that's beautiful because it again comes back to the time and space that we create as business owners and leaders to be able to get on with growing our businesses. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And uh, I know my general manager is going to be very happy because uh, all her questions have been answered and she's going to be like, yes, thank you, Kim. Makes it help. We're about to agree, go through all our values. So she's uh, has been very pertinent to do this, this podcast right now. So that's amazing. Now, I always like to give people this one question some people like it, some people don't like it. So I heard it on a podcast when I was on, I was a guest one time and I loved it and I took that question. I think it was from one of my buddies, AJ Mizad, I took it from. So it's uh, the question is, what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? One question you could have asked me or you should have asked me is what's next? Because you've asked me what I've, what I've been working on, but uh, I think one question you could ask me is what's coming up next? And, and that is that um, we've mentioned this Culture is Everything book behind me. There will be a new and updated version uh, of, of the book coming out in, in 2020. That's certainly something I'm working on. But what is new and which I'm pretty excited about for 2020 is that I've packaged up the content for the Culture is Everything system into a short, sharp online teaching and accountability program called the Culture is Everything Kickstarter program. And the Culture is Everything Kickstarter program is for business owners and leaders who are ready to build that strong team culture and help their teams, help create the time and space for themselves and to empower their teams to do great work in 2020. So that's something I'd, I'd love to share with, with you and with the audience, Kim, because I, I really believe the world needs more great places to work. It's not as complicated or as difficult as it might seem for someone who hasn't been through this systemizing a culture. And I'd love to uh, people to know about that and potentially I can help them out. Yeah, beautiful. And so is that available? Is it out yet? Is it available? Is there a URL for it? Yeah, there sure is, uh, Kim. It's um, If you head over to tristanwhite.com.au, which is my home on the web, there's a big red button said, join the Culture is Everything Kickstarter program. Check it out. Press that button. Press that button on the homepage and it'll take you to the Kickstarter um, program page. It's a 19-week online program. You get an email from me with an audio lesson, a short chapter from the book or an article to read and some actions to take each week for 19 weeks. And uh, at the end of the program, you'll work through the cultures, everything system to have the foundations of this really strong culture. Epic, I love that, amazing. And now you said, so is, is tristanwhite.com, is that the best place for people to connect with you? What about, you or any social media platforms that you're, uh, you're on heavily that people can go and check you out? Kim, the home on the web is a good place to start. Check out the Kickstarter program. Also, there is the um, there is a check a free downloadable guide there for building a strong culture. If you just want to check out this system without um, committing to the program, but definitely find me on Instagram, find me on LinkedIn, uh, check out my own podcast called the Think Big Act Small podcast. They're probably the best places to to find me. I reckon, Kim. Awesome, beautiful. We'll put all of those in the show notes as well, guys. So if you uh, enjoyed our chat with Tristan as much as I did, I know um, Christy, my general manager, will be heading over to check out that Kickstart program for sure, um, as all of you guys should go and check it out as well. So Tristan, thank you again so much for uh, making the time today. Really appreciate you uh, being able to do that for us and share a little bit so that people can go away and create a culture by design as opposed to by default. So I really appreciate you today. Good on you, Kim. Thanks for having me. appreciate what you do. Cheers, mate.